Hey y'all, Anita here. We were just at XOXO, an arts and tech festival full of your favorite internet creators. And I sat down with a few of my favorites to learn more about their work and what drives them. And I wanted to share those conversations with you. So we're going to release a few bonus episodes in the coming weeks with conversations with people like Lucy Bellwood and Natalie Wynn from ContraPoints. We recorded in this really neat Airstream trailer camped out on the festival grounds, so big thanks to all those folks who volunteer their time and resources to make audio recording more accessible. You can learn more about them at streampdx.com. Oh, and one last thing. Remember, we need your help to keep making this podcast, so please consider joining our podcast community for exclusive perks and bonus content at d.rip slash femfreak. I hope you enjoy these interviews. Hello, we are at XOXO 2018 in Portland. I am with Natalie Wynn. Hello. Hi. You might know her as ContraPoints on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. It is what I do. Uh, I love that you were described as the Oscar Wilde of YouTube. <laughs> yeah, very flattering. That's hard. Did you like that? Um, I liked it in the way that you like, like, it's like being told like you're the next Beethoven. The, or, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Like, it's good, but it's also like, it's well, now I have to be this. And it's, yeah, so it's good, though. Yeah, I it's feel fine, like yeah. the those are little double-edged swords oh. sometimes. But um, how do you describe what you do on YouTube? It's I have a very difficult time describing it. I would say it's kind of like, I've said like social justice theater of the absurd or mm-hmm. like um, a s- sex, drugs, and social justice. It's kind of that genre of YouTube or that genre of like, youtube activism i guess but also like infused with like a more theatrical and like sort of comedic or like stylized way of doing it yeah yeah i was gonna say the theatrical is such a good word for Mm. it because there's like sets and And costumes costumes, and mood lighting yeah yeah it's not it's not just me like looking at the camera being like um here's my idea about this like there's like a lot of um yeah, theatrics. It's yeah, it is performed and yeah. and written and clearly well researched. I I always I hate I hated when people called me a YouTuber cuz I'm mm. like no, I don't just look at a camera and talk. But that's yeah. not really necessarily what YouTube is anymore, but no. when I first started, yeah. I was like, but no, I'm trying to do like higher production value and mm-hmm. I'm not like doing I'm not just like being like, "Hey friends, doobly dupe or whatever think, the fuck people yeah, do on a lot YouTube. of us like are really reluctant to call ourselves youtubers because it has this like black mark on it from it does, like, right? logan paul or whatever like, <laughs> like people think if you say i'm a youtuber like people go oh no like yeah and but yeah it's i guess i call myself a youtuber i'm reclaiming it i think uh yeah. i think someone needs to do yeah, that someone has to or we just blow up the whole thing and call it a day but you know that's a whole nother conversation independent video production people yeah yeah right <laughs> um you so your work you have a philosophy background i do so before i started youtube i got like half a phd in philosophy <laughs> can you get half a phd and, well no it, can't, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't actually count no i know but like i i um quit because i hated academia sure me too especially academic philosophy for a variety of reasons but um I after that was kind of like uh, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I'm 26 years old. I have quit academia, which was the only thing I ever did. And now what? So I was like driving Ubers, and I was you know doing copywriting and piano teaching piano lessons and just all kinds of random things. And then I looked at YouTube, and a long time ago I had watched YouTube videos about like atheism, like back in like oh, 2008 dear. and oh, 2009. Yeah, uh-huh. you know you know where I'm going with this. 
And then, probably, <laughs> yeah. I, I looked at my YouTube homepage, and like the things that were starting to get suggested to me because of that were like increasingly sinister. And it was, you know, it was a lot. Wait, of I'm sorry. Are you saying that YouTube's recommendation algorithms are fucked? I'm suggesting exactly <laughs> that. Yeah, no, they are fucked. But I mean, part of it's also that, like, if you subscribe to like people who make videos about creationism in 2008, they're not people who make Black Lives Matter as trash videos in 2015. So it's like the same group of people too. And so I, you know, I didn't really think I wanted to be a YouTuber, but I looked at that and I was like, I can probably say something to these people because, <laughs> because like, I sort of understand like the, the environment yeah. they came out of, but also I was like. You know, so I initially the idea was like to to address that audience specifically, like address what it was like a fairly hostile audience and be like, hey, fellas, maybe uh, feminism isn't actually ending the world. Um, what a concept. I know. It's madness. But um, yeah, that kind of grew into its own separate thing. And then, you know, a year into it, I decided to transition um, and that changed the direction of the channel, too. Yeah. Um, I feel like you're from what I've gathered like there you had a lot of transformations in during the process of yeah. running this channel which you're currently doing right not yeah. just it like, gender transformation but yeah. also politically in the way that you think about things it doesn't very closely resemble at all the channel as I started it yeah um, it's stylistically different my opinions are very different I'm kind of a different person yeah <laughs> it's it's very different yeah I'm curious what you think about so one of the things that I've thought about as like the internet, like mm -hmm. the, the generation who every generation from now on is going to be raised with the internet and with social media, right? Or whatever form that takes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, when I was a kid, like we had live journal, but that was the extent of it, right? Um, and so I think a lot about how, like, you know, kids are, or young people in general and, and us as adults are encouraged to put our entire lives online for everyone to see. And like the shit that I believed when I was 15, 16 is definitely not the shit I believe now. Mm. But like, luckily there's no track record of that. Yeah. So I wonder like, how does it feel to partly go through that? And like, for me, I keep thinking about like, we need to create space for folks to learn and grow and not be stuck in this one opinion they had for this one period of their life. Um, and it sounds like you kind of did that. Yeah, I think about that all the time. Um, I mean, I think it's terrifying that I, I'm, I don't envy kids who are like growing up with YouTube. It's this scary. Um, and I, I do think that one reason why I was able to do what I do is to become like this like progressive figure on YouTube is that... Like, no one knew who I was, so there weren't people, like, really monitoring a lot of what I was saying back in 2013 or whatever when I was... I probably had terrible opinions about a lot of things. Um, and, you know, even more recently, there's, like, opinions on... Uh, I have on YouTube that I just, like, I'm like, mm, I wish that cultural appropriation video would go away and, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, uh, it's... I don't know. It's in a way it's okay to maybe leave it there because it sort of shows a track record of how a person can learn and can change, but it also can make it difficult to escape your past. And that's the kind of downside. And that's something I really, I do feel haunted by in a lot of ways, like that I have this, like me before I transitioned on YouTube and I have me, you know, having opinions that I don't hold on YouTube. And it's like, that never goes away. Yeah. So do you feel yeah. pushback against that? Or do people bring up some of your older opinions? Um, occasionally, it's it's not awful. But um, it has happened several times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's cool. I mean, not cool. That's it. That's just I'm so interested by oh. that. Because I started 
my channel when I was in grad school. So mm-hmm. like my politics have become more nuanced, mm-hmm. but they haven't really changed dramatically, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I when I like I keep my old videos up. And they're super embarrassing, but mostly because I didn't know how to be a performer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah. I said things kind of stupid or whatever. Right, but right. like, so it's I'm I'm I feel like this is now a thing that we need to grapple with as a society it to is, like yeah. allow space for this growth and change, freedom, right? to, freedom to forget. Yeah. or something yeah yeah something like that yeah i because i feel the same way like my old videos i can't watch them i can't stand it yeah like, it's and, brutal i yeah i was in and, a room with people who were watching the very first video i ever made and i had oh to walk no. out it was so yeah. embarrassing yeah yeah um and uh, i that's like my nightmare yeah, yeah. it's not fun Oof. um you recently released a video on incels that got mm. passed around we got we get asked at Feminist Frequency, we get asked about you all the time. Like, <laughs> constantly. Everyone's like, what do you think of ContraPoints? What do you think? Like, tell me what you think. Which uh, <laughs> is hilarious. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and so that was actually the first video of yours that I watched. Mm. Uh, and I was really impressed. Thank I, you. It was, I, the, I, now I understand why people put us together in mm. a lot of ways when they're talking mm. about YouTubers and, um, YouTubers, gross. Um, <laughs> Oh, no. But because of the I think that you're providing a service to folks in terms of like, it's not just your opinion, you you are doing educational theoretical dives into topics. Mm. And like, you are giving an opinion, but you're also giving a very educated opinion and giving people background into topics, right? I was watching another one that you did about the history of the term the West, uh-huh. right? And what that mean? And I was like, Oh, cool. I didn't even know this shit. Like, this is awesome. So the incel one was obviously very timely. Mm. Um, and I thought the part that really sucked me in was when you were getting really personal about like, let's talk about some of the stuff that we can understand. And like, and I, your tension of how to sympathize versus just recognizing and understanding, I thought was really valuable. Yeah, it's a difficult topic to approach because I knew that, like, I didn't want to just make a video mocking insults because I feel that that's like less than useless. But at the same time, I didn't want to like sympathize to the point of like validating them, yeah. Because they they say things that are quite horrible and do things sometimes that are quite horrible. So it's like a difficult balance to tread. But I think that for me, part of what it was was just like to be to always critical of them, but while trying to really understand like why they like what they're thinking. Like in other words, to not just like mock them, but like enter the world of their minds where this all seems like possible. And like when I did that, I found like it's it's. I mean, a lot of it's based on, like, really just, like, self-loathing and this kind of, like, collective, like, self-harm is how I describe it, where they sort of, like, basically put each other down and put themselves down and put women down. And then they, they just, it just kind of escalates and becomes this kind of groupthink. And I've gotten trapped in those spirals myself, like I, like I say in the video, where I'm kind of, like, going on parts of the Internet that I really shouldn't look at for my own mental health because – there's very, very negative things that are said about me personally, but also about like trans people in general or, you know, and it's when you look at that stuff, like I'm a kind of like morbidly curious person. Like that's probably why I do this is that I was the kind of person like in, I was a teenager in like 2006, I would go look at like Stormfront, like what a Nazis think. Oh my God. Like I want to go spy on them and see like, what's that about? And you think that you can just do this. Like I can just objectively, it's just like science, but like, it does not actually work that way because you find, or at least I find, that over especially months or years, it starts getting inside you. Absolutely. And that's I was, what incels have I was through, watching, I think, yeah. when I was watching it, I was like, 
holy shit, what you had to read and go through to research this, not go through, but like, because mm. so I, I am no stranger to people saying horrible things. I've heard. Uh, yeah, have you? Are you sure? Um, I, but I used to look at everything. Mm. I looked at, I mean, this was back when 4chan actually was a thing that mattered where right. that's where they did a lot of the organizing. Right. So I would read the 4chan boards and the Reddit boards and, and all of the different stuff to, to make sure that I knew what was coming mm. or to make sure that I understood what was going on. And then it also allowed me to provide an education and, and turn my misery into a, a teachable moment for folks mm. about how the internet, like how these communities gamify hate. Um, and that's when I started saying, like, oh, well, white supremacist groups recruit in these spaces and MRAs, men's rights activists, recruit in these spaces. And um, at, after a certain point of, like, seeing everything that was coming at me, which was a fuck ton, um, I realized I couldn't keep doing it. That if I ever wanted to heal and get even, like, a little bit less traumatized in my daily life, that I needed to stop looking at all of it. And so when I was watching your video and was like, like, I don't know what your history is with with uh, harassment online, which I'm assuming you get. Um, but like just sitting through that, the weight of that even like is is a toll that's really hard to articulate to other people. And it, and also you can't stop looking at it sometimes, mm -hmm. which is the other piece of it that I found. Yeah, I think that it's, it's, you're right that it's very difficult to explain to people who aren't in our position as like sort of public Internet people. Um, of a certain, you know, p political bent who attract a lot of negative attention. Like it's difficult to explain to other people the extent of it, and the because like, every, like everyone gets harassed on the internet. Yeah, that's sort of true. Um, but it's it's hard. To, like I didn't even understand it. You know, a year ago, I don't think before I really had been doing this a longer amount of time, had had more scrutiny and also a different kind of scrutiny as a result of the gender transition, and. I mean, that's when it really would have got horrible for me. It was when I transitioned. That's when I got docs immediately and when, like, you know, it just, like, really intensified. But I do think that it's it's just when you do it for months and months and months, it's not any one comment. Nothing like that gets to me. I'm pretty thick-skinned. Really, I am. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this in the first place. But there's no skin thick enough for, you know, years of it. Yeah. It'll and, get into you on some level. And yeah. the thing that I started yeah. to realize is that we are demanding of marginalized folks to grow thicker skin, to to rid themselves of their own humanity in order to just participate in these spaces. And that's fucked up because like, yeah, I have thick skin, too. But the but what I realized is if I want to, like, function in the world, yeah. um, I need to not. And what I realized was happening is that, like, some of the harassment I was getting or seeing um, hurt a lot more than it ever did before. And it was this very weird moment for me where I'm like, oh, my bar of normal is like coming back down to an actual normal place, mm. which means that this shit hurts more, which means I'm getting healthier, which what the fuck? <laughs> right? Like, how does how does that make right. sense? And do, you, do you feel like like being healthier is in some ways like a liability because now you're yes. more at risk for being hurt by it? Whereas like in a, in a way, like part of what I think motivated me anyway to like read all that stuff in the first place was like I wanted to build a thicker skin. I wanted to build like, these emotional calluses to be like, yeah, I can hear anything. I can hear anyone say anything about me. Um but then that turns out to have its own bad effects because you start like you become like one of those people in your own head almost. Yeah. yeah. It also, this is it's trauma. And yeah. I, I don't think that we ever take it seriously as trauma like textbook. Mm -hmm. But that's what it is. And and even though, you know, 
back when back when I was trying to get people to understand that online harassment is real and that like you know, I'd have people be like, wait, what are they saying about you on YouTube? I was like, have you never been on YouTube? Like what like this yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Um that recognizing we would be like people would be like, Oh, it's not real. Sorry, I'm getting to my point. <laughs> people would be like, It's not real. Mm-hmm. It's just the internet. And and I would push back and be like, It absolutely is real. But I think there's a part of me and all of us that still thinks it's not, so that we mm-hmm. don't go get and use the tools that are available to trauma survivors that exist in the world because it's really weird to go and be like i'm traumatized by mean words on the internet right because you sound like a snowflake yeah right yeah but that's not what's happening Mm -hmm. at all and it is abuse and so how do we like both support people and not and my way of dealing with it is i don't look at it anymore yeah it's very like i try to minimize it when my personal twitter feed flares up i just kind of peace out and Mm. not or block you know I'll block people but I don't even really bother with shit anymore because I'm like I can't I'm I'm in a different place and I don't want to be this fucking person anymore Mm -hmm. yeah I think that not looking at it is a big part of the answer but it's I now have the option to not look at it Mm -hmm. I didn't before Mm -hmm. right and if you're like trying to make a name for yourself and you're trying to build your like I can only do that because I have other people who can look at our social media right if I all of a sudden go and do something else like that crowd is going to follow me and I'm going to have to do look it at it again yeah, right yeah. like it's not an option for us yeah. to not be online yes i've i've thought about this before that like for a lot of reasons i probably would benefit from having a therapist that understands one trans issues and two internet harassment issues. who is that but, like, mystery who is unicorn? That? i don't think that exists <laughs> and so like i'm thinking of how i would try to explain this to someone and like you know don't use the internet so much like i know i just cannot i can't not use the yeah. internet so much so um, I mean, I in some some ways I'm lucky. Like I think you have had it much worse than I ever had. Most of the bad, not a competition. Most, yeah. it's not a competition. No, but but like most of the worst harassment that I have is tends to come from like like sort of like darker places. Like like my YouTube comment sections. Yeah, I get like especially if I do anything about with Nazis, it gets flooded at some point with like 1488ers. But that I find pretty easy to, to just I just don't look at it. But most of the time, my comment sections are actually like not so bad. It's it's more at a distance for me but i'll so still go look at it anyway even though it's not like i could it would be so what i've done is like start blocking websites basically mm. stuff that has stuff that i know that's not going to be helpful for me to look at i just block it yeah from my computer and then i won't do it and you're finding that that's helpful yeah. for you mm-hmm. yeah and and then those like it gets less in my head yeah and it's just like i have more at peace through the day how so yeah. how do you deal with the struggle between researching topics mm. that are related to this and trying to you know like create a safer brain space yeah so sometimes i when i'm doing research especially i i just have to like but but in a way what i do is i i prepare myself for it and i can sort of manage it i'm like okay i'm going to spend you know three hours today looking at incel forums <laughs> Jesus these Christ. are gonna be a bad three hours yeah <laughs> like we're gonna and then have, i'm gonna go yeah. eat chocolate and then we have a plan something. for what i'm doing yeah. after that yeah. and it's gonna be fine but yeah it is there is times when you're reading those incel forums and it's like it's, it's it takes a toll um, yeah and and I, I talk about this in the video where it doesn't stop once you log off is other thing and that's the other thing that that they're that they're like just to stop using the internet if people don't get is that like I would go out, you know, so the incel stuff, this isn't even especially like, it's not especially like triggering to me, the incel stuff, because I'm not, I don't know, it's, it's just not a world I've, I'm, I, 
I'm part of. But like, I would. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. But, but like, I, I would go out and like, I would be thinking about like chads and, and, and incels. And like, these words are just in your head. They're not yeah. categories that you're just using in your head. And it's just like, oh, God. Like, and becoming like one of these people by spending so much time with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Like, you know, just trying to get people to understand that the media has an impact on us uh, yeah. is apparently one of the hardest things mm, I've ever yeah. done. But this is it, right? So, like, totally different than this, but related is I remember when I was editing um, some of the most gruesome parts of the tropes episodes, specifically the violence against women stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I would be cutting together the footage and I would be editing it and... Um, you know, it would be a scene where you had to shoot a woman in the head to progress. And if you mm -hmm. don't, then you can't progress. And the whole time she's screaming at you being like, don't kill me. Whatever. One example. There's lo made loads, loads of videos about this. Um, it took me three times because when you edit, you rewatch the same things over and over again. Mm -hmm. Right. It took me three times watching these horrific scenes through before I became totally numb to it. And like. I what I was talking about was that these media representations have an impact on us. They start becoming normalized. It's not that you become violent because you watch or play violent games, but that yeah. the messages and the values of them become embedded. And I watched it happen to me as I was doing this series and like the the um the trauma of watching that much violence and also the like the internalizing the messages about like what my body should look like and what it means to be like attractive and valuable. Mm -hmm. Like, even though I know it doesn't matter because that's what society is teaching us in lots of different ways. And when you that reminded me of you talking about how, like, you start internalizing this language and seeing it everywhere. Yeah, it's people I think are less individual thinkers than we think they are. And like most of like your ideas anyone's ideas come from outside somehow and i find that you know you can have different worldview just by sort of putting yourself in a different world or uh, you know ideologically speaking like and if you spend a lot of time around you know incels for example like a lot of time like a few hours a day enough to like really be embedded you be you that becomes part of your thought and becomes yeah. part of your worldview and the, and this is something i'm consciously noticing happening to me but most of the time of course you know, no one notices it's happening it's just sort of these it seems like their own ideas but but really they're appropriating concepts they've oh, totally. learned but and that's how all yeah. this recruiting happens yes. too right is because they get yes. into boards and they start dropping little things and you know you have all these disaffected boys and men mm -hmm. and they're and like posters will come in and be like hey you feel shitty about these things and articulate them really well and be like, it's women's fault. Yeah. It's immigrants' fault. It starts with like really generally kind of like basically you start by making people feel understood because everyone must feel understood. And so, like, oh, we understand your pain. You know, here's videos of Jordan Peterson talking about, you know, how hard it is for men and also like, you know, the value of hard work or whatever. But then this like starts morphing into feminism is the reason it's hard. It starts morphing into, um, you know, immigrants are the reason things are bad you know all you have is your your white culture or whatever and we need to you know get immigrants out of the country and it's sort of it happens, it happens slowly but i think yeah. that that's basically the track yeah well yeah. i thank you for suffering through that to make such a good video because oh. i think it's really i think it's super valuable because you know you hear a news story and all of a sudden this word pops up and everyone mm. kind of thinks they know what it is but really diving into to that and having that resource in an like accessible educational way i think is amazing oh you're very welcome yeah i hope that the video sort of makes it easier to learn about incels for people who don't want to do what i did yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely mm. 
Um, where can people find you if they want to watch all these videos? My YouTube channel is called Contra Points, um, C-O-N-T-R-A Points, and same handle on Twitter. Do you have a Patreon or anything people can I do, back? yes. Um, Patreon, same same name. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, go watch videos, back them. Um, we'll back you. Back the videos. <laughs> same thing. <Yes>. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Thank you so much. I'm cool. so happy we got to talk. 